Racing.com Moto Show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. Now, presenting your hosts and two guys who should know better, Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. And we're live here in Las Vegas, the MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. We're live here. Show number two. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. My co-host, Paul Lindsay. Paul, what's going on? Well, I'm a little bit tired after that long, rigorous week before A1, but like you said, we're here. Week two, we're on the air, and uh, lots of great action to talk about. Lots of two great guests tonight to have on, and I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm surprised no one shut us down, so yeah. we're, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Looks like this thing's going to last, yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, great show tonight. Ryan Dungey, rock star Makita Suzuki, um, star of Anaheim 1, probably, uh, and Andrew Short, Honda Red Bull Racing's Andrew Short, and uh, you know, great guests, uh, for sure, and we really scored a sort of coup getting uh, Ryan Dungey. Yeah, you know, we want to we want to try to bring you guys the best guests we can possibly do every week. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, some guys, you know, believe it or not, these guys do have a day job, <laughs> training, riding, and uh, some of these guys are busy. We appreciate Andrew and Ryan taking time out of the busy schedule to come be with us tonight, and it uh, should be interesting to hear what Ryan and Andrew both have to say after great performance by both of them. Yeah, thank uh, thanks to Ryan and Andrew, and uh, most of all, though, thanks to you guys for listening. Thank you for uh, making last week's show a great success. Thank you uh, for listening this week, and we're going to keep this up. We're going to keep bringing you guys the best and uh, the absolute uh, most insightful knowledge from the weekends of racing. We're going to try at least. Yeah, exactly. Some people would say <laughs> that I'm not insightful at all, but um, uh, yeah. What, what kind of feedback did you get about Moto uh, Moto Show Number One? I tell you what, I don't know. I mean, I haven't had a chance to talk to many fans. I had a few people approach me in the pits, a lot of industry people, and a few fans, and uh, so far so good. I'm I'm actually very flattered. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody that gave us the props and the constructive criticism. We'll take that too. You know, we just want to build this to make it fun for you guys, fun for us. Obviously, we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors again this week. We wouldn't be here without a MotorWorldRacing.com, of course, and uh, X Brand Goggles, who you'll hear our tear-off segments, which will be a, a regular weekly segment uh, later on in the show. Rockwell, go to RockwellTime.com and ch- see who's rocking Rockwell. Want to big, uh, give a big thanks to Rich over at Rockwell for giving these prizes that we're going to have every week, which we will have another trivia this week, which I want to say that real quick. Just uh, last week, Manuel, or uh, Manny as you called him, Cordero, it was the winner of that watch, by the way. And the answer, the correct answer was five titles, Grant Langston, not six, not Supermoto, five. We had a lot of up and down answers, but five was the correct answer. So congratulations, Manny. Your watch is on the way. I'll be contacting you this week. The rest of you, I won't list them all, but we'll be uh, in contact with you too. Get all your prizes out, and uh, we'll get to more trivia later. But uh, uh, also want to thank uh, Mantis Eyewear. Go to Mant- mantisunited.com and check out some unique eyewear and support that race team out of Colorado. Uh, and then, of course, the motocross donation, Steve. Lakewood, Colorado, the home track, September 26th. Do not miss it. Uh, we'll have some uh, special, exciting stuff coming up with Motor World, or excuse me, with the Motocross Donations, and of course with Motor World. And uh, as we said in our commercial, go to MotorWorldRacing.com right now, receive a special discount, and also a chance to win a Travis Pastrana autographed jersey. And uh, we want to thank JR Publications this week. We'll have a special uh, trivia content or trivia question from jr publications this week donating a ricky dietrich jersey and uh last but not least like steve said you guys the viewers the listeners the whatever you want to call yourselves the moto board moto talk and vital mx 
message board diehards that are listening. And uh, yeah, thanks again for everybody for listening. Yeah, no, it was cool. And uh, man, A1 is in the books, Paul. It is uh, it is done. And uh, it was a surprise. In some ways, a surprise. In some ways, not. Um, Dungey, you look like you had something for old Stewie there. Uh, what do you think about that? You know, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, obviously, everybody. I think and the 12 years that I've been going to that stadium, I've never heard the crowd that loud when Ryan got up on James's rear fender on that last lap through the whoops. It just erupted. It, was, it gave me goosebumps. Obviously, I think everybody did. And, you know, Ryan Dungey, we talked about it last week, better big bike rider. I think he's proven it. It's a long series. He's got a long career ahead of himself. But uh, how fantastic is our sport right now? And then how about James Stewart? settling into the role all of a sudden of the wily veteran that just stalked him calmly patiently waited for him to make that rookie mistake and and folks i don't care how good you are how mentally prepared you are 20 laps is a big difference from 15 laps i know it doesn't sound like it and i guarantee you ryan was as prepared as he could be but those couple little bobbles was all james needed and he knew it and he even said it on the podium hey that's why we trained for this and it's not like ryan got tired but let's face it again 17 laps in and you're going holy crap i am beating james stewart straight up i cannot believe this and then one small mistake and james gobbles him up but then ryan fights back like you said yeah i really was wondering what was going on with james i thought something was up his bike looked all right um he made up an incredible amount of time in a couple of short laps you just don't make up four seconds on a guy in a couple laps very easily i even twittered something's up with stewie turns out he was just laying in the weeds a little bit now but i will give dungy credit for sure for the uh for the comeback on the last lap that i don't think james stewart expected the closing speed that he showed in the, that that flat track section across the start amazed me i mean that's that's stewart's thing that burst of speed and to have dungy show that speed and match that speed for 17 laps uh, it's not like stewart was just on cruise control he was having to work to stay with ryan and i think he knows that but of course, like I said, James, the wily veteran that he is now, uh, champion, obviously, defending champion, knows what it takes, knows that it's 17 rounds, knows that it's 20 laps, and, and got her done. So that was impressive by both riders. And, and uh, you know, a lot of other riders had great rides, too, that we'll get to in a minute. Obviously, K-Dub, Kevin Wyndham getting in there and getting a podium. Grant Langston quietly, very quietly and under the radar, even though I thought he couldn't, goes and gets a 10th place last week. No offense, GL. Great ride. That was uh, that was impressive. Ivan Tedesco had a great ride. Andrew Short, our guest, has had a great ride in fourth. I know he wanted to be on the podium, but uh, lots of great action in the Supercross class. Yeah, I really, um, if I had to take away a couple of things from that main event, it was uh, Ron Dungey's really, really fast. Grant Langson is a, is a warrior, is a battler, because I never had, him play, never had him placed in that well. And another thing that I have to point out is uh, perhaps some of you should uh, take a look at the main event and look at uh, Gregory Aranda and uh, Fabian Izard and, right. and Gauthier Paulin. I'm, I think I'm saying Izard wrong, but Gauthier Paulin in the lights class. Um, I wrote about these dudes at Bercy, uh, Aranda and Izard. I said yeah. they're coming. They're fast. Um, they pretty much... After Brayton and Stewart, they filled in those spots along with Musquin, and uh, I know these guys have a bright future. And they both made their first ever 450 main event, raced around to a uh, 11th or 12th or 12th and 13th, something like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they were impressive. I think that you know people are wondering who were those guys, but uh, 13th and 14th. And uh, props to them, man. Uh, they were good. Those Absolutely. two French guys. The and Frenchies have their own Supercross series over there, so uh, those guys always produce great riders. I've seen Fabian in action myself. 
and uh, I didn't even know he was coming to Anaheim. I knew Aranda was, obviously. Paul, mm-hmm. and we knew he was coming. But to have Fabian uh, Izord, I think is how you pronounce it. I, yeah. I've done some races over, seen him over in Europe and Italy, and he's a, he's a great guy, really nice guy, and uh, real smooth, fluid style. I had actually picked him to make the main event, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about and, and and hey, what about uh, Justin Keeney making the main event? Justin Good for him. Keeney sliding it in I, there as the only non-name besides yeah. the Frenchies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a deep field, and Justin Keeney gets it in. Good for him. Good yeah. for the privateer. Unbelievable. And uh, great to see you yeah. know him uh, stick it in there. So want to talk about the track too. You know, the track. A lot of people don't know. Dirtworks. Well, Feld basically pr- purchased that dirt about three or four years ago. I'm not sure. It's brand new dirt at Anaheim. And as you can see, it it was really good. And they put it, don't forget, they put it away wet. I talked to the Dirtworks guys. They put it away wet after Anaheim 3 last year. So it was a little clumpy, dirt cloddy uh, at the beginning of the night. They worked it in good. And as you saw, the moisture came up. It got a little ruddy. I thought the track was awesome. It was pretty easy, but mm-hmm. I think they didn't want to kill anybody the first time out. And uh, it was hard to race. I think uh, I, I didn't really talk to a lot of the riders, but it looked to me like it was hard to race. It was choppy. There was no rhythm, no flow, but that was because of the ruts and because some of those weird jumps in the rhythm sections where you just couldn't go as fast as you wanted to. You almost had to kind of slow down and double-double through a couple of them. And uh, I thought it made for great racing, personally. And, uh, you know, props to the Dirtworks crew for putting on another great track. And we'll see Phoenix historically has been a very fast freight trainy type track for whatever reason no matter what obstacles they throw at them in phoenix it's always a, a very fast pace and seems like everybody's going the same pace so next week is going to be very interesting to see if dungy can answer that call again phoenix is one of many riders favorite tracks uh the dirt's great the uh, track is always fast it's laid out wide uh the city's nice the dome is nice uh, many love people loved phoenix uh still love phoenix uh Tim Ferry, I know it's the first. Uh, right. How far are we into the show? Uh, <laughs> the I don't first know. Tim Ferry mentioned, uh, but anyways, Ferry always loved Phoenix. Always one of his favorite places. A few other guys the same way. So, um, you know, this weekend in Phoenix should be uh, should be a great show. But uh, for now, I think let's uh, let's try to bring on our first guest. What yeah, do you think? Let's I mean, get him on here. I'm sure the people want to hear from from uh, Ryan Dungey after that great race. Yeah. So uh, obviously, he he took advantage of. Uh, Chad Reed's little misfortune there, but it'll be interesting to see if Reed can get back in the mix too. Here, Steve's going to go ahead and dial the number. <laughs> We're working on our phone system. Uh, we should have this uh, dialed in a little better next week. Let's uh, let's get Ryan Dungey on the show right now and talk about his almost Anaheim victory. Uh, Hello. Ryan Dungey. Hey, what's going on? What's up? You're live right now on the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis and Paul Lindsay. So, uh, hey, thanks, yeah, th- thanks for taking our call, man. Appreciate it. No, anytime. Yeah, and, uh, thanks for having me on the show. What uh, What are your thoughts about A1 uh, a day, a couple days later? What are you thinking? <laughs> well, uh, you know, definitely the race is pretty fun. You know, I think, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a long off season trying to prepare and uh and i guess you know just the way everything went down i uh from the beginning you know i think the, the bike felt pretty good and we just had to make some minor adjustments and and uh track was tough it, it it probably looked a little easy from the stands but in reality it was really you really had to be on top of your game so but overall you know second place i couldn't i couldn't really ask for better you know i think uh, moving up to the 450 is a big jump but just uh trying to get it right you know how it is yeah, Ryan, uh, well, congratulations, first of all, and tell us a little bit about the track. I just mentioned that. I, I thought it looked easy, but apparently I was wrong. Uh, it looked like a choppy 
track as far when I say choppy, you couldn't get it in a good flow. It looked like you guys would go, stop, go, stop, and it really looked like a hard track to make up time on, but it was ruddy as well, which made it very technical. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the the ruts played a big part. Like the you know, as the race kinda went on, it was pretty good after the the, the lights heat or the lights mid event. But, you know, as it kinda went on it, it kept getting more choppy and choppy and the lines, you know, you almost had to get out of the line and that's where I think, you know, I've made a little bit of mistake staying in the same line where I should have switched it up a little bit and went went around the ruts, but it was just one of them things, you know, that is like the track just kind of got a little bit more slippery and the ruts developed and it kind of threw you around a little bit, but the the rhythms were tough just because, you know, the, the timing was really crucial because if you, you know, you, I, I always felt like the whole night, like if, if you were, you felt like it was case and stuff, so just trying to get the timing right and, and plus there were some, some pretty big uh, jumps kind of coming out of the turns. I think there was two turns that were really critical to hit right. That way you could get through the rhythm good so she didn't lose a lot of time, but I think uh, it was just it was just you had to really be spot on. Yeah, talk about that. Speaking of the ruts and, and coming out of the ruts, and we watched you use a lot of the same lines all night long, but right at the end there on that off camber when you drew next to him or, or close to him and you tried to squirt up, was that like an all or nothing move for you? And then obviously the rear end stepped out and that was all she wrote and you could see it in your posture that you knew it was over. Were you going for it there? Were you not expecting that? Obviously, were you going to try to step off there or were you going to try to change up the rhythm section? No, you know, like coming into that, I uh, I kind of, it was probably maybe a, a rookie move on my part. You know, I probably should have been a little more patient and might have could have done something in the following turn. But, you know, like coming into that turn, I, I expected him to jump into it faster, and, and he didn't because I think he he anticipated what I was trying to do, you know, into that off camera. I was trying to shut him off. That way we both had to roll. But, you know, I just uh, I just mis, uh, mis, uh, misunderstood it and misread it, actually, and, and uh and I tried going for it anyway and, and I knew right from I knew coming into it I was like, Dang, I ain't getting off this off camera and, yeah, and I uh, tried squaring it up early to do it and I just, uh, I lost my rear end but but overall, you know, it, like for me, you know, it was it was a solid lapse, you know. I mean I I don't I don't think I could have gained more experience in that first round leading, you know, more than half the race and, and uh just came a little shy, you know, I made some mistakes there and but just gotta learn from it, you know, and move forward. What, uh, Ryan, what did you think when you got into the lead and you started, uh, no doubt your uh, goose was giving you uh, the intervals on the time, what did you think when you were pulling away? I mean, was it sort of business as usual? Were you freaking out a little bit inside your head or uh, what was kind of going through your mind? No, no, I mean, I was, you know, good, relaxed, calm, everything was good, just trying to put in laps, you know, and and one lap, you know, I got into some lappers, you know, and and all of a sudden, I looked at the pit board, and I was like, man, like, I gave up that much time that lap. Like, I, I didn't feel like it, but right. I just gave up a, one lap. I just really gave up a lot of time, and uh, and he was probably put, trying to lay it down, too, to catch me. So mm-hmm. so both of that combo, he just, you know, caught me quicker than I thought. And um, it was just my, you know, just a couple mistakes, too, like not hitting my rhythms right and missing my turns a little bit. So... He just, uh, you know, with James, you know, you give him a little bit, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna take a lot more. So, it's just, uh, you know, he was just trying to lay the laps down. He caught me and made the pass. I tried to make a last effort, but I uh, just couldn't do it. Now, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you're down on the farm. You're working hard. You're around RC and, and uh, you know, many veterans and titles. So when you when you come into Anaheim one, are you comp? I mean, right from the get go, you were pretty quick in, in, during the day. So. Did you kind of know where you stood? Did you know? Did you surprise yourself at all with that ride, or did, was it sort of uh, 
yeah, I know I can finish top three every time. What, 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 what was that like? Uh, well, you know, coming into the off season, like I know, you know, obviously, uh, I want to win races. I want to, you know, I want to be up there and, and towards the end of the series, you know, I want to have a chance, I guess. But you know, I really didn't know what to expect. I, uh, I just the off season was just kind of a mystery. I, I felt great. I, I felt like I was putting in good laps everywhere that I was, everywhere on the track at home where I could make up time. I felt like I was hitting everything pretty decent, you know. And and I was like, well, you know. We're, I just, it was just really, I just had to believe in it really and just, all right, you know, we'll see where Anaheim brings us, see where I stand. I really, uh, I really didn't know, you know, I just, I knew James, James is a great rider, Chad. There's a lot of guys out there actually. It was pretty stacked, so going into it, I was just going to see how practice went and then went from there, so. But, you know, I just, it's just, uh, one of them things you just kind of got to do your deal, not worry about it. But I'm really, I was happy where I was sitting and where I stand, but, you know, the, the bummer part was that I don't know. Like I also, I also felt like I know James didn't feel good that night. And he, you know, he told everybody, but I also felt like I should have been better. You know, I should have done things like. But it's at the same time I can't sit here and say that because you know I, the first race, it's a lot of hype going into it. So just to get out of there safe and and uh, and moving on to the next one was uh, was key. And but being second was also good too. This uh, this was a question I was definitely going to ask on uh, one of my podcast shows that maybe we did later earlier uh, later on, but I have to ask now. You uh, you lost the mechanic, uh, and from what I understand, a good friend of yours, Mark Valcor, he's moved on, and you now have a uh, Goose, which we all know. I mean, Goose's record is is phenomenal. Talk about that mm-hmm. switch and uh, losing Mark, gaining Goose, and uh, and all that. Well, you know, I mean, I think first off, I've had awesome mechanics. You know, every from uh, to from Tim Tooley to. Uh, to Mark, you know they they've uh, they've been great people. They've done awesome, you know, and and uh, but the opportunity to come to work with uh, with Mike, you know, came about, and you know, Mike, uh, he he, you know, obviously everybody knows he's got a great record and he's really good, and uh, and uh, and it seemed like a good fit, you know. I, I really like Mike. It's good working with him. I'm you know the through the off season and since uh, since the new year started, it's uh, it's been fun, you know. We had a great great time this weekend. He's a good guy and. And you know he does a good job, also. You know, so it's it's uh it was really cool. It's cool to be able to work with him and uh, and uh, you know to continue together. And um, you know he's he's uh, yeah. it's cool to have somebody that when you come off the track you can uh, also you know he he sees things too and you kind of can communicate together and that helps you know to build a to get a better package for the race for the main event to set up your bike right. So it was uh, I'm really happy to to be working with them. Uh, now do you call him Mike or Goose? Don't, doesn't everybody well, call him Goose? I, I, I guess I call him Goose. Half okay. the time I call him Goose. Half the time I call him. I'm just, for people listening, they're probably like, Goose, what? <laughs> but, yeah, I call him Goose, really. Here's, here's a little trivia for you. Mark, your previous mechanic, Mark Valcor, got his start with my team at Motorworld with Goose's son, Christopher. Not not a lot of yeah. people knew that. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Mark, yeah, Mark's a good guy. I don't know what happened there, but I know you've got a great package, obviously, with with Big Goose and uh, with Roger and the whole 450 program at Suzuki has just been phenomenal. It has to be an honor for you to be in that spot. Talk a little bit about that. Last week, I called it out on the show. The most overused phrase in the sport is that he's a better big bike rider. But we, I truly feel like you are a better big bike rider. Do you feel the same? And how has it been? You know, preparing with that goal in mind of going 20 laps, going 17 rounds instead of eight, and uh, how's that whole transition been? Well, you know, it's been good. I think uh, growing up in in amateurs, you know, I got to ride the 450s my last year as an amateur, and 
And I really like the 450. You know, obviously I'm a bigger, you know, I'm taller. It's just, I always like the 450. It seemed to fit me well. But, you know, I like, as everybody knows, you know, when you move up, you got to do it the right way. And, and, and so the 250s was the first thing. I, but uh, I kind of felt like I struggled on the 250 a little bit more. But at the same time, it wasn't wasn't because of bikes. So, you know, I felt like last year I had a, a great bike. And even the years previous, I don't get me wrong, but I just, um, I guess I, I always just like having being on the 450 i felt like it always suited my style better you got the power so you know all in all i like the 450 you know i was uh it was cool to be able to ride it in 2008 but um you know it, i enjoy it i i don't know i i guess yes and no i mean the 250 you know i had a had a great uh great time on that and i really enjoyed building the bike and and what it was and but uh being on the 450 now it's uh it's kind of what you always look forward to and and uh 17 rounds i mean it's a big step it ain't like last year i remember doing uh getting the points lead back in san diego and and i was sitting on the plane heading home in the morning i was like yeah i got nine weeks to what do i do with myself i don't know what to do so i'm really happy you know it's you know in, in the big bike class it's um it's going to be a full-time season it's going to be a lot of uh wear and tear but you know i'm looking forward to the challenge it's uh i, I can't wait and, and i enjoy it well, so, Lord knows, yeah, Lord knows you've worked your whole career for this moment, and uh, Ryan, you're a great guy, right. a real likable guy, and uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be on with us. Uh, I think you deserve everything you've gotten. You're, a, you know, a picture of of work ethic, and uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that could doubt that, unless you're a J Law fan, I guess. But uh, you know, uh, <laughs> best of luck the rest of the season, and again, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with uh, some thoughts with our guests after that great ride at Anaheim. We'll see you at Phoenix. All right, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you here soon. Take thanks, care, Ryan. Bye-bye. All right, Ryan Dungey. Awesome. Uh, great guest. Uh, one question I just came to mind as I was pushing hang up was uh, <laughs> what did Stuart say to him on the podium afterwards, anything like that? Oh, I wanted yeah, to know what uh, what kind of went down with those guys, you know? Um, they do have that history from where they started out yeah. as best buds and then had the little run-in at the U.S. Open, and all of a sudden he wasn't training at Stewart's house anymore. So yeah, yeah, something happened. Something buried, happened yeah. between them. I don't really know if the U.S. Yeah. Open – I think the U.S. Open was the uh, maybe the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. I don't really know. It's so much drama, and you, you hear different things. But uh, needless to say, yeah, they're not training, but I'm sure they're fine with each other. But uh, Hey, these guys are all fierce competitors, and uh, at the end of the day, I think they try to leave it on the track. And I, that's one thing I liked about the Stewart and, and Reed thing last year. You know, they didn't – they didn't quite come to blows on the podium, maybe a couple times yeah. close. But, you know, I think uh, hopefully some uh, words of wisdom and maybe even a little bit of props were exchanged from, from James. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Ryan caught him by surprise a little bit there. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, uh, the last lap, definitely. James, I don't care what yeah. his group or gang or team or anybody's going to say, uh, I think that caught him by surprise. And, uh, and good for Ryan for waking it up. Another question we could have asked him. But yeah. Ryan was actually uh, interrupted and in he had a dinner meeting with his uh, – Agent Tony Gardia. So we uh, we interrupted that for the call. Otherwise, we would have kept him on longer. But yeah, and we also want to point out: go to ryandungy.com. Check out his new website. We uh, want to make sure to get that in there. You know, these riders all these days they're very professional and they have <laughs> obviously great representation like Tony Gardia. And he's got his website all set up: ryandungy.com. And for those of you who don't know how to spell Dungy, it's D U N G E Y. Ryandungy.com. Check it out. I'm sure there'll be lots of great updates as the season wears on, and we just look forward to great things from Ryan. Yeah, and uh, and in a little bit here, we're going to be taking calls for uh, Andrew Short and uh, Paul and I uh, as well, um, 
586 pulp is the number so you can uh, start ringing in we didn't get to everybody last week apologize for that but uh, 702 586 pulp and pulp is 7857 in case you're wondering and uh, you couldn't uh, spell right so yeah. uh, g- give us a call uh, we'll talk to Andrew Short in a little bit you can talk to Paul and I and uh, get any thoughts uh, off your off your brains that you've had from the weekend of racing you want to do our trivia now or? yeah yeah let's uh, let's move on to our trivia Paul yeah, yeah, uh, we'll get, you know. get the creative juices flowing out there during the sure. show or during the break when we're getting Andrew on here we uh, uh, we've got two of them this week, actually. And, again, want to congratulate Manny Cordero for winning the watch last week from Rockwell. Uh, once again, go to rockwelltime.com and see who's rocking Rockwell. Trust me, these watches are incredible. I'm not just saying that. I, I'm a picky watch guy, and I could find four or five of them that I could run on a daily basis. So go check it out. Uh, and then this this week we have a special, again, JR Publications, a special sponsor of this week's show. Uh, JR Publications uh, handles media stuff, press releases, that type of thing. And uh, he's, he's buddies with Ricky Dietrich. He's going to give away a Factory Kawasaki Ricky Dietrich jersey. And uh, we have, have the trivia question for the Ricky Dietrich jersey. And you want to email your answers to steve at directmx.com. That's steve at direct mx direct motocross excuse me direct motocross i wrote that wrong steve at directmotocross.com. get your fingertips ready steve at directmotocross.com. we're gonna have two trivia questions and again i just want to say jr publications uh jason reed of jr publications hey that stands for jr uh represents ricky dietrich and bobby bonds on the off-road side of our sport and look for bonds at san diego and anaheim three in the supercross class so i didn't know that uh, as he fills in time between his works rounds. And Ricky Dietrich might be making some appearances in Supercross as well, for those of you who are wondering how Ricky Dietrich, after his stellar outdoor season last year, how he would do in Supercross, we might just find out. Um, so here we go. Um, where was Ricky Dietrich's best finish last year outdoors? We need the overall, not his best moto finish. Where, what, what track and what place did he get? All right, and we're going to have one winner on this, a signed Ricky Dietrich factory Kawasaki jersey. Email your answers to steve at directmotocross. Spell it out, not MX the way I was saying earlier. Steve at directmotocross.com. Ricky Dietrich, hell of a good guy, too. Yeah, yeah. Cool guy. Nice story last summer, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I know. So, I love me some Ricky Dietrich. And yeah. uh, he was a moose athlete last season, as was I. Uh, I've now been uh, off the team this year, which is a real big bummer for me. I'm open. If there's any gear guys listening, I'm open for business. But uh, – Cutbacks affected me too, Paul. Hey. Uh, it's tough. So, hey. We're um, to take our hits. So thank you for that, uh, JR Publications. Ricky Dietrich trivia question. Email it in to steve at directmotocross.com. We have a, a Rockwell trivia as well. Yeah, as usual, every week Rockwell stepping it up with Zag headphones as well. We're going to give away one set of Zag headphones in a bag and then uh, three gift certificates from Rockwell. So you can go to rockwelltime.com and choose your own Rockwell watch so you can be rocking Rockwell. Uh, and once again, thanks to Rich Rich Eggett for that. Uh, K-Dub with his podium. Yeah. A surprise that podium by all accounts. I mean, K-Dub, we love you, buddy. But I, I think the reason he got that podium is because he, too, is a Wiley veteran and knows what it takes at that first round when nerves are so high and adrenaline is so high. Everybody, everybody tenses up at that first race. And K-Dub just... Yeah. yeah, just cruising along to third place, put a little aggressive move on Shorty, and, and made it work. I mean, uh, major props to K Dub. So our question is: last podium for Kevin Windham. When was it? Uh, once again, Kevin Windham's most recent podium, besides Saturday night, of course, at An- at Anaheim, 
Uh, email your questions to Steve at Direct Answers. Mo- your, your answers, not your questions. <laughs> we don't want your questions. Email your answers to Steve at directmotocross.com. And uh, we're going to take the top four. Three Rockwell uh, gift certificates and one set of Zag earphones that are awesome. So, uh, yeah. We're going to good for, good for K Dub. I mean, uh, you know, kind of reminded me of that uh, that mud race at A one when uh, you didn't really know what was going on, and uh, there is K Dub at the end, just standing. One of those things where it was James Stewart's debut, and Carmichael's there, and McGrath comes back, and same thing, and, same uh, feeling, good you know, call. and and all that, and then uh, at the end of the night, there's uh, there's the fourteen. That's right. Uh, you know, standing in the uh, in the shadows, uh, or standing in the sunlight, I should say, on the podium. So good for him. Uh, what about the lights class? What do you what do you think about that? Well, yeah, we can get to that. Obviously, Jake Weimer. It, to me, not trying to, I guess, puff my chest out here. To me, the most predictable lights podium of all time. It was easy for me. That's exactly how I had it pegged. Josh Hansen, the X Factor, can and will get in there and, and be on the podium multiple times or even race wins. But to me, Jake Weimer, Trey Kennard, Ryan Morris, it doesn't get any more simple than that. Yeah. I'd love to see Brock Tickle, my client, uh, full disclosure, get in there and get a podium as well. But uh, to me, uh, speed-wise, Jake Weimer and Trey Kennard, they're going to duke it out for the championship. And Ryan Morris is always just a tick off those guys and really, really looking good on the new Rockstar Canada Motorsport Outlet team. Now, you know Morris better than I do, although I did wrench for him. We all know that story. Almost Golden Wrench Award, yeah. Yeah, yeah, almost Golden Wrench Award. (laughs) But you still know Morris better than I do. When is he going to win? Man, I don't know when what is he going to win. What's I, what's the deal? I, you know what's funny is you watch Ryan Morris in practice. He'll be one of the first ones to jump a section. He does it every year, and nobody notices. Mm-hmm. I've watched that kid. I watched him do it at Anaheim. He was the first lights bike to triple up that uh, tabletop before the finish line uh, and skim off. And I watched him do it. I watched him lay down a good lap, nail that section, come over the finish line, and look at the board, and he wasn't even in the top five, which blows my mind because he's got <laughs> such a great riding style. He's so fast. When he's out there behind Jake, he's laying down the same speed. I mean, he's not losing time to Jake. And I don't know if it's a mental thing or if that's just all Ryan has speed-wise, but phenomenal rider. By all accounts, should be where Andrew Short is at this stage in his career. Ryan's had some some uh, illnesses, some injuries that have held him back. Mm-hmm. They graduated from Loretta's at the same time, as you know, at the same speed. Arguably, Morris was even faster coming out of Loretta's. I would Loretta's say than, Morris was probably yeah, faster. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Ryan Morris, we love you, buddy. Keep it up. Championship within your grasp. I know he wants it. One of the hardest working guys in the sport, like Andrew Short, like Jake Weimer, like Trey Kennard. These are all good guys this year. I mean, yeah. I really am happy to see that podium. And again, not trying to brag, but to me it was it was so obvious, and everything went the way it should, except for Hanny having that little tip over. Speaking of good guys, Hanny, uh, what do you uh, what's your take on that? He can get in there, right? I th- I believe he can oh, get yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, mean, and, he can break up that those yeah, three. I, I I had a a little side bet with a buddy of mine, Joe. If you're listening, uh, you got me this time, but uh, you're about to lose some money in Phoenix because Hanson is back. I mean, he's focused. He's on the bike he's always dreamed of, and. Uh, Trust me, if he can do it on 450 at the X Games, he can do it in the lights class. And he's he's as focused as Hanny can get. He's going to dump it over every once in a while, but his speed is undeniable. It showed in the lap times in practice and uh, looked like he had something there for those guys in the main event. One tip over is all she wrote in that lights class. I, uh, I don't know what happened the second time. I don't know if you saw that. He tipped over a uh, second lap in. And uh, another, another time on the end of the rhythm section, he came to a complete stop and looking down at the left side of his bike as if something was up. And it uh, could have been just stalling it and putting it into gear. I'm not sure. He took it. He came to a coast, coasting stop, looked down at the left side of his bike. I don't know if he reached down or not. Then he kicked it up, 
kick kickstarted it and took off. So something else happened to him uh, in that main event as well. Yeah, I don't I know what it was that. though. Yeah. And unfortunately, Josh, if you're listening, race that thing. Don't pull off. Don't get an ego. Don't pull off. We all we've all seen guys like that where it's win or nothing, and they'll come up with an excuse. So I got a tough block cover. My brakes went out. Uh, uh, my arms pumped. The shock faded. Whatever. Race that thing, and you'll be in this championship. Uh, don't be a prima donna. Race this thing. I thought it was funny at one point, Hanny was coming up on uh, Chris Gossler, who was, was still out there uh, putting in uh, putting in some laps. And uh, kind of funny, one Pro Circuit Reclamation Project catching up to the old Pro That's Circuit right. Reclamation That's Project. Right. I just thought it was funny because Goose was really on his way out when Mitch threw him a lifeline and Goose rewarded him with many, many podiums, and it was a great, Good great call. ride. Good and now, now Hanny's in that exact same spot, yep. uh, you know, basically uh, – riding for his career so just kind of funny ironic or that whatever is, you want to say a, that's a surreal moment in the lights class main event uh jake weimer needs to get his haircut that's another uh, observation <laughs> i've made I think josh needs to get his haircut he's got that thing flowing out the back of his i'm helmet. not telling hanny anything i'm already in danger of getting beat up so <laughs> hanny can uh, can keep growing it i don't i don't care i don't want to get jake, beat up jake giving the props out to hannah short on the podium live to fifty thousand people about this that's uh, right spaghetti squash which i personally have eaten is is very good and uh a little bummed i wasn't invited over for dinner friday night but whatever yeah. you know got two racers over there getting serious right. getting business eating some spaghetti squash it's as good as it gets for the night before a race the uh, the phone lines are open uh we've just opened the phone lines at 702-586-7857 if you want to talk to uh, paul or i about this weekend's supercross uh, or uh, this coming weekend's race in phoenix so uh 702 702- Five eight six seven eight five seven. I may give that number out too much. I'm not sure. I, I think radio DJs do it also, so I'm just kind of winging it with that. No, I don't think you can ever give it out too much because people are scrambling for something to write down. Okay, with you know, so give it out again then. Yeah, it's going to be seven zero two five eight six pulp. That's seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Good job on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else caught your eye? Uh, A one. Uh, you know, uh, four fifty class, two fifty class, whatever. Obviously, as we talked about the track, I think the track was awesome. I think I, I didn't hear a, guy, a lot of guys whining about it necessarily. Mm-hmm. As we have a call coming in here, let's see what this guy's got to say. Moto Show, what's going on? Hey, I wanted to make a comment on the show. Okay. You want to hear my comment? Yes, we do. Okay. It seems to me that. Um, as long as the show was, that um, there was no talk about some really interesting things like Grant Langston was riding. What's on? What's going on with his eye? And yeah, I uh, he finished top ten, I think. Yeah, and no, you don't don't uh, hear any talk about him. Well, we're coming up on that for sure. We've we've definitely touched. We're going to touch on uh, Grant yeah, he's Langston. In, he's in a different segment, sir. <laughs> we we have no. To I mean this. the announcers like Emig or RC. They don't oh, say oh, okay. about good it. Good call. Know. Good call. Yeah. No, that's a good call. We, you know, we feel the same way. We feel it was pretty amazing to have Grant jump back in the series and, and quietly go to a tenth place finish. And wasn't even that quiet. He rode really well. I mean, I think he might have been a little tired at the end of the main. But as uh, Steve pointed out, the Zulu Warrior really. Uh, surprising some people. I don't think anybody in their bench racing predictions, unless you're just a huge Grant Langston fan, would have Grant in the top ten at the end of the night at Anaheim one. But uh, yeah, right. good call. I think you know. To be honest with you, the uh, I think the announcers, you know, Ricky and those guys were so excited that somebody was up there challenging James and the producers. Who I know, it's hard to kind of watch all the cameras. They just must have missed that one. But uh, that's uh, that's definitely a good call. Yeah, no, uh, props to Langston, and, and you're right. He deserves probably more credit. Incredible comeback. Uh, I don't know the state of his eye. Um, he told me it's good. He said everything's good at the moment, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. 
Uh, but great, great ride for him for sure, and and a late start on the season too. Uh, definitely, thanks for the call. Um, late start on the season. I mean, really, the 2010 Yamaha 450s. Everybody I talked to. Still learning them, still struggling to get them together, still set up. Uh, one team member made a comment to me that they're not going to find their race set up five, till five or six weeks from now. Yep. Uh, and Langston's in that same boat on a team that wasn't is, isn't as funded as well as the one I was talking to. That's so right. uh, he's still going to have to uh, set that thing up and still learn and uh, you know find kind of uh, find his way through that. Absolutely. All right, let's take another call right here on the Moto Show, MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Hey, caller, welcome to the Moto Show. What do you got for us? Hey, I am uh, has been on a message point uh, on the chat room. Just wanted to talk to Matt. Just wanted to get the, uh, talk about Dungey and, uh, and um, Stuart probably uh, laying back a little bit. He's able to put four seconds on him in one lap at will. Yeah. And uh, kind of, kind of, kind of uh, you know, I, I guess they, they had limited time with uh, when Dungey was on. I was trying to call in there and he got a front answer in the phone. Yeah, no. the know. Yeah, we apologize for that. Dungy, Dungy had to go. He's not scared of callers yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Uh, so we decided not to take him. But uh, incredible that Stewart Stewart doesn't have the layup gene inside of him. I didn't right. think, and uh, and he did, and and he showed it, and uh, good for him. I don't That's think right. he's a hundred percent happy with the setup of his bike, uh, but at the same time, there's nobody that can say that that uh, you know Ryan Dungy probably didn't surprise James Stewart. Oh, no, he's got, you know, like once Stewart passed him, nobody expected him to come back on him, and that was pretty amazing. I mean, you could even hear it in RC when he was, when he was commenting on the TV that they were pretty surprised about that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I, I think that that really caught him by yeah. surprise. But, uh, hey, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, what, what's the deal? Is, is Dungeon a little light in the, in the 90s there or what? That's the, uh, that's the rumor. No, no, that's a silly rumor. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Okay, take care. It's a great show. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. a lot. Moto Show with uh, Steve and Paul. What's going on tonight? Hey, man. I'm just calling up to talk to Steve and Paul about uh, Jason Lawrence's return. Yeah, right on. A1. You're on the air, man. Uh, thanks for calling in. Oh, cool. Hey, uh, so I'm just kinda, I want to get your input on what you guys think of how his return went and him pulling off the track after uh, four or five laps. You know, I think personally uh, – I was impressed and not impressed, to put it bluntly, I guess. Uh, I was impressed with his speed that he got in the main, although he snuck in there with the ninth place, and not impressed that he pulled off. However, you know, y you can analyze this thing 20 different ways. The guy did just get out of jail, so uh, let's cut him a little slack, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, you're out there racing. you got a spot in the main, uh, finish the race. But you know what? With all of our expert anal uh, analysis, quote unquote, and insider information, we don't know. He might have had a bike problem. Let's, uh, you know, I guess history dictates uh, that Jason is uh, apt to pull off the track when things aren't going his way, or if he's not prepared, not in shape, whatever. So we uh, maybe should give him benefit of the doubt in this one, but uh, certainly appeared. I, I don't think we yeah. should. No. Ah, well, you know, it certainly <laughs> appeared that he pulled off just because he was over it and got in the main and sort of did his job for the night. I think at this point, with his history. We we can't assume there was something wrong with the with, with the machine enough, yeah. or his problems. If Andrew Short pulls off, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I mean that's just, I'm just being honest here. This but uh, uh, I thought Jason didn't look the same in practice as the Jason Lawrence that we saw. I think he's an incredible talent and he really flows the bike. I didn't see it out there, but I didn't expect to see it either. So uh, so good job on yep. that. And uh, hey, thanks for calling in, caller. Yeah, good question. Good question. Thanks. Thanks. Moto Show with Stephen Paul. What's happening? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I just want to bring up one thing. Uh, 
The tire issue. Uh, what teams do you think have had them uh, the longest and have been testing on them the longest? Uh, I think they've all had them about the same time. I know that uh, Brock Lever flew to Australia to test with Reedy specifically because uh, Reed didn't yeah. really have a chance to test. Um, I think they've all pretty much had them at the same time. Mitch went to the U.S. Open on his existing contract just to honor it, but uh, he might have had a little late start. But really, from what I know, everybody's been going on at, at the same point, and uh, the Dunlop guys have been crazy. I know that for sure. I, I talked to one of them on the weekend, and uh, they're still learning things. They're still adapting to things. But, uh, I mean, really, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to learn. It's going to be a long process. I know the riders are still getting used to them too. Um, not necessarily that they're any worse than Bridgestones. They just, just act different. differently. Yep. They yep. act differently. That's the comment side. Are they on uh, production units, or is there some guys are, that have obviously you know one offs too? Maybe. Yeah. No. No. Nobody in the top. Uh, well, maybe Justin Keeney. And, and yeah. no, almost nobody in the main event is on production tires. They're all uh, special tires, and uh, they make a big difference. Uh, but the special tires that they get help uh, develop the production tires that they sell. So um, you know, definitely. Uh, yeah. You don't see too many. Stock production tires. That's why we race. Yeah, that's why we race. Yeah, for sure. But uh, thanks for the Perfect. call, man. Yeah, thanks. You guys are doing a great job. Right on. MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Uh, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Bob. Hey, Bob. What's going on? Hey, not much. Hey, I had a question about uh, Chad's front tire. The boards are really lighting up after the fact. And uh, did anybody see what the actual damage was and when it actually occurred? I went by the truck after the race, and they had thrown a brand-new wheel on, so I wasn't able to see what it was. I probably could have walked into the Cowie truck and grabbed myself a cup of coffee and looked for the wheel. I, I felt like I shouldn't maybe do that. Um, I got a buddy of mine here from Canada named Trevor, and he swears that Reedy should have rode it out. If nothing else, parked at the finish line, waited for the checkered flag. He would have been scored with 17th place. Good That's four points. Who knows how that's going to come down at the very end of the season? Uh, that's another debate. That's an interesting. That is, and, and as far as when it happened, I uh, you know we all saw it in person, but to go back and watch it on TV, I think it's completely indisputable that it happened in that corner. Chad even said he heard it, felt it. Uh, you know, foot peg in the front spokes thing. Uh, Stroop turned down quicker than he expected in that corner, and they collided. It didn't happen off the start. You would have seen him looking down a lot sooner. They did make contact off the start, obviously, but I think yeah, I, I saw that on the message boards, too, where they were lighting up about that, and I think anybody that thinks that it happened off the start is crazy. It happened in that off-camber, and it was just an unfortunate racing deal. I don't think it was Stroop's fault. I don't think it was Chad's fault. Uh, just uh, came together, and, and stuff happened. So, uh, But, yeah, interesting point that he maybe should have uh, tried to salvage one or two more points, but adrenaline gets the better of you at the first round always. All right, thanks for the call. Hey, MotorWorldRacing.com Motor Show. You're on there with Stephen Paul. What's happening? Yeah, I just want to talk to you guys real quick about uh, Stewart and Dungey. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Stewart's blades and fast, man. And one thing I like about him is his sprint speed. Do you think he could, uh, you think Dungey could match Stewart's sprint speed when it comes down to it, like lap 18, 19? You know, that's interesting. We were talking about that earlier. I made the observation that Stewart's sprint speed was lacking this week. He, he didn't ever, that? yeah, he didn't ever seem to be able to burst up on him or away from him. Uh, however, Dungey, I take that back. He did gap him at one point, but let's face it, Dungey gapped him. So there was, Small sections on the track where time could be made up, but it wouldn't. It didn't seem to be by charging. It seemed like a mistake needed to be made. So to answer your question, I believe, I believe Dungey matched Stewart's sprint speed, which uh, again 
Stewart could be playing possum here and just being the Wiley veteran. Like we said, I, I like Steve's analogy earlier. He doesn't have the layup gene in him. That's a good one. Uh, and he really doesn't, but he's proving that he does. He's smarter, older, wiser, faster, and he's a champion. So he did what he had to do, and at the end of the night, he got a win. So that's all that matters. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if he needs to dig any deeper. Let's face it, James Stewart is the fastest man on the planet, as Ralph Shaheen likes to point out. So, yes, uh, he is, but there's a lot of fast guys coming up, and they just keep coming stronger and stronger, too. You right. know, and like the same thing happened last year. Stewart wasn't top shape the first couple of rounds. You know, he got his bike dialed in, but then he was, once he did, you know, he was unstoppable. That's right. That's the only thing I'm wondering about is, you know, if Dungeon can get up there and really mix it up with him. Yep, it's going to be a great 17 round yeah. series, that's for sure. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. All right, Bye. take care. MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Uh, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Greg Gim from Oklahoma. I got a question for the show. Yeah, what's that, Greg? Um, we're just kind of wondering, did you guys happen to see what happened between Hill and Stroop? We know Stroop said something about, you know, him and Hill got into each other. But we were all just kind of wondering that. I, I didn't see it. Did that happen? I wonder if that happened when Stroop got knocked out of the main event or not. I, I don't yeah. really. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. Next thing I know, uh, Stroop was bent over uh, kind of by the mechanics area. Looked like he was in a bit of pain, so I didn't see that. I don't know what happened there. I missed it Stroop, too, yeah. Stroop was a lightning rod this weekend. Hey, listen, <laughs> we can talk about that. You know, rookies coming into the 450 class, let's face it, folks, there's going to be drama. There's going to be carnage. There's going to be tough blocks flying in the middle of the track, but that's let's not take it all out on Austin here. He, he, he rode fantastic. And yeah, he was a little bit uh, a little bit mixing it up with those guys, let's say. But that's what happens when you get a lights guy, a rookie in the 450 class, inevitably every I time. I wonder if uh, if you guys had words for him. Uh, you know, he bounced off Reed into Stewart yeah. into the first turn. I know when Andrew Short jumped to the 450 class, 250 supercross at that time. Oh yeah, he, uh, he kind of caused a pile up a little bit, and uh, Reed <laughs> hey, he had some words for him. Yeah, we still dispute on, that. He didn't actually well, cause okay. it. He landed on a lap rider. Whatever. <laughs> Reedy thought that he caused a pile right, up right. and uh, and had some words for him, and uh, I know uh, Tim Ferry also wasn't very happy. That's right. And so this is just sort of the, the, the veterans letting the rookies know, hey, guys, calm down. We're Chill all out, out here. It's yeah, the 450 and, class. Yeah. And I wonder if Stroop got a speech afterwards because, uh, let's, be I mean, let's face it out. off the start, man. That was a pinball. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's for sure. Greg, uh, Greg, thanks for the call, man. That's, yeah, good uh, question. That's great. <laughs> no problem. All right, guys. Uh, I think at this point, probably uh, we should probably uh, pay the bills a little bit. Yeah, I've got a com quick commercial break here, and I'm going to take a sip off my freshly opened Red Bull. So uh, go to a commercial break, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with a special guest, Andrew Short. All right, Steve, let's talk a little bit about our buddies over at MotorWorldRacing.com. Those fine folks that used to have that race team with me, you know, we won a few races along the way. And, you know, I got to know those guys. And all the way back from 1999 when they started their own race team and had their MotorWorldRacing.com site up and running. They've been pioneers in the dot-com commerce, if you will, and they've always seemed to have these great prices and great customer satisfaction. I don't know how they've pulled it off for this long, but they're definitely one of the premier sites, and now with this radio show, jump right back in the thick of things. And, and the title sponsor for this uh, moto show, uh, MotorWorldRacing.com, Brian Junkie, Glenn Boggy, owners down there, great guys. And uh, you get a little bit of a discount just for listening to this show. That's right. We offer our listeners exclusively, if you go to MotorWorldRacing.com right now and you plug in the promo code MOTOSHOW at checkout, you're going to receive a special 10% off your entire order. 
10% just for listening. Yeah, that's that's how we roll here. And that's how waterworldracing.com rolls once again. Like I said, in all seriousness, they do have a wide selection of everything you need. And, uh, again, great prices, great customer satisfaction. Go check it out, motorworldracing.com. We wouldn't be here without them. And also, don't forget, this week is the last week to enter to win a free Travis Pastrana jersey. That's right, an autographed Travis Pastrana jersey coming to you from motorworldracing.com. The guy you saw on New Year's Eve, Red Bull No Limits. Uh, go to motorworldracing.com right now. You can enter a chance, get a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Just go to the page and enter, and uh, one lucky winner is going to walk away with that jersey. All right, another one of our great show sponsors here is Mantis United Eyewear Company out of Colorado, a gentleman by the name of Paul Kiefer, doing it up for the privateers, Wonder Warthog style, except from Colorado. Mantis United is a company seeking a creative new direction for riders. And as I mentioned, they are an eyewear company, so check out some of their designs at mantisunited.com. They, uh, they have eyewear designed for racers by racers. The Mantis team is racing the Supercross and Motocross Series in 2010, like I said, helping out some Colorado boys. Look out for these guys at the races and uh, stop by and say hi. They have some great designs, and it sounds like they have big plans for the future as well. So uh, you're going to like the Supercross shirt that they have too. So go check it out when you get a chance. Go to mantisunited.com, and thanks again for their support of the Moto Show. X-Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. And we're back. Thanks for uh, the commercials, everybody. Thanks for listening to them. Please visit all of those sponsors and spend lots of money. And then Paul and I will keep rambling on about Supercross and Tim Ferry and all sorts of people like that. But uh, I think for now, Paul, we should probably – Get our next guest on the line. Get Shorty. We're gonna on work the phone, on this. Yeah. We're gonna work on this phoning program for coming weeks. We're, I need to mention too. Shorty is not only. It's like the hair club for men. He's not only a, a member. He's a, he's the founding member. No. What? How does it go? No. Shorty's not only a guest on the show. He's a listener. We know he's listening. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's ring up Shorty and uh, and talk about a a one for him. All right. Let's do it. Ask him how the cow ranching business is going as well. Yeah, I got a little story to talk to him oh, that's about. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. About that. um, I'm not too. Uh, I don't know how to talk to him about it. I'm a little weird, weirded out about it. But uh, <laughs> you think it was deliberate somehow? I don't know. Yo, Shorty, it's uh, Mathis and Lindsay. What's going on, bud? Oh, uh, hanging in the garage, dude. Hanging in the garage. What? What's? Did you get kicked out? Did you do something? <laughs> no, no, no. My wife, she got me this awesome uh, Christmas present. Uh, an old bike in Elsinore, and uh, I got some new numbers from Throttle Jockey today, and I'm putting them on there. Wow, nice. that's uh, that's something. Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, the cow tag I was wearing this weekend. Uh, did you did you get a chance to see me? I, I ran it. I know I was pretty impressed. I thought you were gonna be all bummed and like throw it in the trash can, well, but you you actually ran it proud. Yeah, maybe you can fill in the listeners on the story and uh, and a little bit on that. Yeah, well, you did that podcast or whatever a while ago, and. I was giving uh, Mathis a hard time just about uh, Ferry. We had a ongoing joke with him. We said that Ferry had to go to the sale. He died or whatever, and he freaked out. Yeah, you have cattle. You have cattle, and you name they each have an ear tag, and you name them after riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Based yeah, on sorry, the numbers, obviously. Point, but yeah, all, all the cows at our place um, in Texas—they're mm-hmm. all uh, riders. So, 
So okay, so the uh, the number fifteen cow. She went down hard. Something happened down. to her. Yeah, yeah. The number fifteen got retired. So <laughs> permanently retired, and 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 luckily for me, or disluck, or not lucky, or creepily for me, uh, your wife Jackie's dad uh, presented me with the ear tag. Um, this weekend on a lanyard and everything already made up. It was on a lanyard, <laughs> and uh, you know we didn't have Tim Ferry at A one, as we all know. And uh, so I ran, I ran the uh, the tag, and uh, I'm not sure if that's weird or not. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I would say you'd be more bummed, but I I read on your thing that big old 15 he might be coming back so you do have hope and maybe you can take the lanyard off i don't know yeah i don't know i might just run it forever but nice nice all right well yeah. all right enough cow talk uh, for those of you who don't know like i said andrew does uh ranch cows in his spare time like he has nothing better to do but anyhow <laughs> I, on to anaheim one and hey thanks for calling in andrew we appreciate it thanks for letting us call you i should say since we don't know how to work this phone system we have to call you which is a little bit archaic but hey you're here um, talk about uh, talk about the great night. Obviously, fourth place. I know it's not what you wanted. Uh, K Dub surprising you at the end there, giving you a little taste of your own medicine as he put it on the broadcast. I thought that was a little harsh. He said he said he saw you do it to Villa Poto in that corner and thought he'd give you a taste of your own medicine. And uh, hey, I mean it wasn't anything dirty, but you know, props to K Dub obviously for getting third. But tell us tell us how your night went, and are you bummed with fourth? Or are you satisfied? And uh, where do you go from here? Yeah, no, I'm bummed, super bummed. Uh, I put myself in a great position. Um, got a decent start, and then just uh, I was there. I just didn't uh, apply myself. I got really tight and nervous. I think everybody was, but uh, um, I just I was bummed on that fact. I, I felt like a, a bag of semen out there. I just couldn't move, and um, so that aspect, I was disappointed. I, I know why I finished fourth, which is a, a good thing. Um, it'd be one thing if I was just scrambling didn't know you know what happened but i think if i relax and settle down i can i can put it together and get up there on the box uh where i believe i can be and um yeah when he, he did he rode a good race that track was awesome um but it was kind of difficult to pass on and you know i showed him uh you know where i made that move on Poto and he was behind me obviously and yeah, oops i made a <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he, he saw uh, where, I, where I made the move, so yeah, he yeah. Uh, wrote a great race. You know, and that being said, let's not forget, you, you did catch and pass Villapoto. You're right. You put yourself in a, in a good position to do better than you did. But, I mean, I think by all accounts, fourth place with the amount of talent that was going in that, to that uh, race that night, uh, fourth place is pretty darn good. And like we talked about earlier in the show, everybody – has nerves at Anaheim one. It's all everything culminates that night right now. The world revolves around it, and if you do well, you know then it's the best thing in the world. If you if you do bad, it's the end of the world. But you talked about that. You illustrated that perfectly with feeling like a bag of cement. I think that's good to hear that you're planning on moving forward. You know what you did wrong, and uh, I think uh, that should show people that we're going to see a lot more of uh, Andrew Short up on the podium this year. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's going to be a competitive series. Everybody kind of felt like that, like you said, and. Um, some people aren't healthy or got hurt, and they're going to be stronger. And later on in the season, like GL, he's going to build on his performance. And uh, it's going to be a long season, and uh, and and I know that I've experienced that. But it's cool, man. It's a it's a fight every weekend, and um, you can see that. I think this year is going to be different. The heat races, people were up there and making it happen, and in the main, they were back because they didn't get a good start, and that shows the depth of our class. And it's a uh, it's going to be a good season for me. It's kind of hectic and stressful which is uh good it keeps us on our toes and you never know what to expect so 
Hey, Andrew, you uh, you got a brand new uh, website that uh, I'm helping you out with a little bit. But, man, you've been really active in posting the videos. Uh, AndrewShort.com, uh, people can check it out. Uh, you look like you're having some fun with those things, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a big computer guy. <laughs> I, I, I get on the Internet and all that. I check it out. But I have no idea how to post stuff. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to do the videos and all that, so I kind of dig it. Yeah. Um, trying to show people, you know, like, what we do at the race. Just stuff that you don't see on, like, Racer X or Trans World, like your site, Pulp, or whatever, and yeah. give it another view. But, yeah, I enjoy it. Hopefully the fans check it out. Yeah, nice. yeah, no, for sure. I think you do a great job with that. Hey, any uh, any surprises for you at Anaheim 1, either in riders, in the track, in the anything? Anything surprise you from the first round? Yeah, Dungey. He was <laughs> on fire. He was the man of the weekend. Um, I, I thought he would uh, maybe threw it down, like, in, in the practice, he had a lot of speed, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, man, he can do that for one lap, but he's kind of taking some chances, and maybe I didn't think he'd be solid for 20 laps, and he was more than solid. He he always looks solid on a light spike, but a 450 is a whole other animal, especially in Supercross. Just there's more going on in the motor, and it requires more skill and balance, but mm -hmm. he, he was solid, and... Uh, so and and that wasn't a fluke. Obviously, you you don't ride twenty laps, right? Where he did, and, and, and you know, be a one race fluke. So he was the biggest um, surprise for me. You know, there's so many guys you got to take serious, but man, he was he was the real deal. And uh, I, I think from you know the personal perspective, I was bummed on my race or whatever. But the the Supercross race itself was huge. There was tons of people in the stands. The the pits were packed. That's right. Seems like there's like a rave going on every. It seems whoever has the biggest party in music that that's, that's kind of annoying. But yeah. um, <laughs> it was cool to see all the fans out there. You know, with the recession, I know it's a hard time for a lot of people and, and to pay to park and go to the race. So I was impressed with uh, all the people that came out and supported Absolutely. the race. Absolutely, great points. Great points. We uh, want to take a want to take a call here, Andrew. Yeah, sure. All, all right, right, let's do it. MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. You're on with Steve and Paul and Andrew Short. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Turn your radio yeah, down in the background. I just wanted to uh, a couple comments. I don't know if uh, to be directed to Andrew Short or just comments on the event itself. Okay. But uh, I guess the question was big fan of... Uh, Ryan Villapoto, and we were over and watched him at the uh, the Outdoor National, where he just uh, simply came back from 30 seconds and and caught uh, Alessi, passed him, and went out for the win. But I guess I just uh, maybe had a comment or question on his his uh, maybe his conditioning or his cardio or what happened to him. Uh, I don't really know exactly what what happened to him, and uh, and thanks for the question. Um, what happened to Ryan Villapoto, Andrew? Yeah, that had to be a little bit of a <laughs> I shock. I think the same thing that happened to all of us. He just yeah. got tight because yeah. he was he was making some big mistakes at the beginning, and I think when you're pushing it and you have the nerves and adrenaline and the whole atmosphere being around guy, he hasn't been riding against 20 other guys, just a few guys at the Cowie track, and so I think uh, everybody just handled the pressure differently, and I think he locked up a little sooner than I did, and and them for that matter, you know, he just stayed loose and. I, I expect him to be solid, and he's obviously going to calm down as the, the more we get into the series and relax, and he'll be a threat. He didn't win three races last year and uh, lose that speed and 
in the conditioning, I don't think. So I yeah. think he'll he'll continue to get better. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Somebody had mentioned that uh, he'd be hopefully up to speed by like round three or round four, and you're right. I mean, I think he had that same bag of, uh, of concrete on him. The, like uh, the Cali yeah. guys were stressed out. I know he jammed a wrist at some point in practice, and Reedy's stomach problems – uh, flared up again, so I think I was over at the Cowie truck uh, uh, eating, yep. and a uh, shocker, and uh, I think there was some tensions were high over there. Both superstars were uh, battling a little different bugs, so um, you know, didn't look like either guy uh, rode to his to his fullest potential. Yeah, and you know, in this sport, everybody's battling something nagging, yeah. something sick or flu or jammed wrist or twisted knee or, or something. So not not to take anything away from those guys, but unfortunately. That's uh, the, some of the stuff that the fans don't see and wonder what's going on. I think Ryan will get it figured out eventually. But like I said earlier, uh, that had to feel good that you outlasted him at least. So uh, let's uh, let's jump to another caller here. MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. You're on the air with, uh, well, doesn't matter who you're on the air with besides Andrew Short. That's <laughs> the important part. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, hi. You're on the air with uh, Andrew Short. No way. Sweet. <laughs> um. I, I was just going to ask Andrew, um, I know that he and uh, Millsap's contract, he said last year their Honda deal, and uh, what his thoughts are on Team Honda, if they're going to keep the factory or move on to what Yamaha did or not. That's my question. All right, thanks for the question. Sure. Yeah, I, I think Honda's going to be around no matter what. I think uh, they're really supported um, by the company as a whole, you know, corporates behind racing and pushing technology. And um, so I, I don't think I, I'd be surprised if they just scrapped their, their factory team. And you never know, um, especially at the times right now, um, you know, being hard, bike sales being down and, and whatnot. But yeah, I, I think they, they would always love to continue to have a little more control of what's going on. And when you sub those teams out, like what Yamaha has done, I do think you lose some uh, some of that control that they like, but I think that's also the future is kind of like JGR, L&M, and Honda, you know, obviously looks at that, and uh, if it's the right move for them, obviously I'm sure they'd jump at it. But for right now, um, from what I've seen, they, they would, I think they're going to continue having their own team and having somewhat um, more control of what they go on or what happens with their bike development. Yeah, so, let's face I, it. I don't know, though. That's not, you know, I'm right, going to yeah, get yeah. paid to race the bike. <laughs> exactly. Leave the business to Kehoe. They, you know, and, and let's face it, they would have to have a really solid team to even consider giving up control, like you mentioned, Andrew. I agree with you. Yeah. I, that being said, you know, more NASCAR teams coming this way, rumors of Tony Stewart every year, and, and of course, JGR's extreme success. You never know what might the future might hold for Honda, but you, you're, you got that right on the head. That's a very proud company, and they love to race. So let's, uh, let's yeah. jump to another caller here. MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. You're on the air with uh, Andrew Short. Do you have a question for him? Yeah, I do. Okay. Hey, Andrew, uh, big, big fan when you were on lights, uh, still a big fan on the big bike. You were yeah, not so much a fan anymore that he's on 450s? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still a big fan on the 450s, but he was my favorite lights rider. Just loved to watch him tear up the track on the lights. It was just amazing. Just always uh, living out here in Southern California, go see A1, A2, A3. We'd travel to Phoenix. We uh, always in San Diego, so I get to see him ride a bunch. Very nice. But uh, got a question that's off motorcycles a little bit for you, Andrew. Has anybody ever asked you whether or not you're the son of uh, John Denver? I mean, dude, you're from Colorado, and you look just <laughs> like him. Wow. <laughs> uh, I get made fun of a lot, mostly about my white eyebrows, you know. Uh, 
I don't know. No John Denver comments. But no, no Denver. Uh, no John Denver comments. I'm from Colorado. Yeah. I grew up in uh, I grew up in Colorado Springs, where you, you know, where you came from. So, uh, um, you know, John Denver. My God, I, I looked at you one day. I was like, Oh my God! I, I just uh, from Colorado. I wonder if he's uh, just a just a big. Uh, I know I'm not a shorty stalker. Hey, whoever's hey, typing that on the, on the chat on the chat thing here. So Howie but, is much uh, more Just trying to throw some humor in here. So uh. right. <laughs> thanks for the call. All right, thanks for the call. John yeah. Denver at Rocky yeah. Mountain High. I think Howie is much more attractive than John Denver. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't really know. Uh, let's take another call here on the uh, MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Hey, what's going on? Who's this? This is Andy from hey. Colorado. Oh, uh, another shock, Colorado, shocker. Another right. Colorado people. Represent, coming out in force. Andy, do you have a question for uh, Andrew Short? Yeah, I sure do. All I right. wanted to talk to him, let him know that I noticed increase of speed like in the heat when he was still fairly relaxed and yeah the heat. He's, right, he's, he's right on the edge of, of the breakthrough and he's gonna win this year there you go that uh, was not really a question a statement we'll but love uh, to hear it. Yeah. I, I do uh, I do sort of agree with it uh, shorty were you trying to be a little more aggressive than in the past because as, uh, as I spoke to you about earlier in practice and all day you seem to have a little bit of a new attitude is that on purpose or am I just seeing things yeah, no, in practice, I felt good. I felt like I was aggressive, like you said, and trying to scrub it. And then once the gate dropped, man, I just had a hard time applying myself. So I feel like I've made improvements, and uh, I would love to win, you know, like uh, that dude said from Colorado, and that's what I've been working on. And it'd be huge for me, and I just have to uh, let it get loose, you know, once that gate drops, and I think I can do it. So right. it's uh it's definitely something I've been working on. Yeah, and let's not forget, people. We talked about this last week, I think. Andrew, you know, the guy's not slow on a motorcycle. You take maybe Dungey and, and uh, Stewart's speed away, just that burst of raw speed. I personally, obviously, I have a biased opinion, but I yeah. think he's one of the most talented riders out there. He manuals sections as good as anybody I've ever seen since he's been mm -hmm. on a 125. He, he charges, he blitzes the whoops as good or better than anybody I've seen. He just maybe doesn't hang it over that ragged edge. But when you look at him compared to a Stewart sometimes or even a Reed, he look, he does look kind of mundane. But trust me, folks, he's going fast. So I know that's something he's been working on in the off season, and hopefully uh, hopefully it showed there at Anaheim. So Yeah, yeah, good, good luck with the rest of the year, Shorty. We're, uh, and thank you for coming on the show. Um, Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend in Phoenix. Is Phoenix one of your favorite tracks and places that you've uh, that you go? Uh, just the stadium. The stadium is pretty cool and the pits and everything, but the track itself, it's always really, uh, it's kind of one line because the dirt, how it forms up. But Good point. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you, it's so so. Do you ever uh, visit that Fridays up in the corner there? I, I know <laughs> I go there during for lunch sometimes. Nah. <laughs> I'm not big on Fridays. You're all about the food, dude. I'm all about the race. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, I guess. All, I, all right, Shorty. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks. All right, Andrew. See you. That was uh, Andrew Short on the show, and Ryan awesome. Dungey as well. So that yeah. that was uh, that was really great. Uh, do you want to take some calls, or do you want to move on to the next yeah, segment? No, let's Paul? go ahead and keep taking calls from about Andrew here. Let's see what people have to say. They probably are asking for Andrew Short, and they're just going to hang up now. Yeah. But let's test it out. <laughs> yeah, the motor show. You got Paul and Steve. Andrew's gone. Sorry. What, what's your question? <laughs> yeah. Hello? See, that's the response we get. Are you there? Oh, no. He's gone. Uh, motor show with Stephen Paul. Andrew's gone. You got us. What's your question, buddy? I wanted to ask him that. He's got John Denver money if he can get um, get Millsap some training. 
But uh, I want to know if Matt just really goes in the Honda truck and eats everything in sight. And, no, uh, he already left. I don't go. I don't. Uh, go, yeah, we'll I don't. Get next time. I don't go into the Honda truck. Uh, Shorty can vouch for that for sure. As far as Millsaps goes, and uh, and thanks for the call. As far as Millsaps goes, uh, impressive in the heat. Uh, not so impressive in the main event. I think the jury's still out on him. I I said Agreed. he's going to do well. I still don't know. Agreed. Him and Hill both. Him and Hill both are those X factors, like Hanson, where they both looked extremely fast. Hill looked great in practice. Hill had flashes of brilliance, although he had to go to the LCQ to get there, and then had problems in the main. Millsaps straight up wins the first heat of the year and looks like, uh uh-oh, but then has problems in the main. So I agree with you. I don't know that fitness is a factor, guys. I've had, believe it or not, I know for a fact. Andrew Short trains as hard. We're back on Andrew again like you with Tim Ferry. But I know Andrew trains as hard or harder than anybody out there. And you guys saw him lock up at Anaheim. It's not always about putting time in the gym. That's the one of the dumbest message boards uh, comments I see is somebody tell Andrew Short to get in the gym or somebody tell such and such to get in the gym. Now, I don't know Davey Millsap's training program, but I'd venture to say he's in shape with John Lauch. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's about nerves and uh, mental, mental fade. Yeah, I don't think you can make any any uh, any sort of statement about a rider after after Anaheim won. You no, can't go either way. Sure. You, you can't for say, sure. I, and I'll even take it this far. I don't think you can say Ryan Dungey is going to be a force to reckon with. It certainly Absolutely. looks like it. Certainly looks good. But uh, many things can happen. Absolutely, uh, coming through the pack is is something different than getting the start. And we're forgetting I mean, about that number two too. I mean, we're yeah. not doing that intentionally, folks. I mean, I think uh, we had such an exciting weekend with Ryan Dungey getting up there challenging James. I'm sure uh, Chad's wanting to strangle us through the radio here. Chad, we know you'll be back, buddy. And uh, hopefully, Phoenix, he's had a, a lot of great races at Phoenix. I know that's one of Chad's favorite places, too. Mm-hmm. Again, albeit, like Andrew said, one line because of that dirt there. Uh, but the the cream rises to the top usually at that race. And uh, I'm I'm, for one, looking forward to seeing Chad up front on that Kawasaki. Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, thanks for everybody for uh, tuning into this MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Yeah, we uh, Thanks for people on Ventrilo. They're talking on Ventrilo. They're carrying it on. They're in the chat room going. So, uh, absolutely, thanks for an interactive show. And uh, if you have any questions for Paul or I, we're not having any pro riders anymore. But uh, 702-586-7857, 702-586-PULP is the number. Uh, give us a call and give us your thoughts on uh, on A one. Uh, right now, though, we're going to go into a segment, the uh, X brand tear-off segment and we're working on a new sound effect here we'll, we'll, we'll have to get some feedback you guys let us know they didn't like the buzzer uh, last week so the, the bell was horrible according yeah, to everybody yeah. i talked to they called me up and they're like hey dude great show bell sucked yeah, time to go so exactly uh, we ex- we uh we fired the bell it was a sad day but it, it collects unemployment <laughs> that's so it's right. not that big that's of right. a deal in this economy yeah right. yeah i know it's a tough day so we got a new sound effect but uh this is this segment's brought to you by uh x brand goggles x brand is a result of 25 years of goggle experience and uh helping out riders such as uh michael lessie moto concepts yamaha and michael Byrne this year so uh x brand goggles you can check it out at the x brand dot com website so uh thanks to x brand for this this is an extremely high tech gadget we have here i literally stood by the microphone earlier and tore some some laminates now these aren't real tear-offs these are laminates for those of you who don't know you know that obviously tear-off uh, technology has advanced so the the tear-off sound is a little bit different but uh here we go this is actual x brands laminate tear-offs coming off the goggles and uh we're on the clock that that was it there was it All you right, missed so. it uh I just wanted to preview. You were talking about it so much. I figured I would give it a preview. There you go. There 15 you go. seconds on the clock. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, this is the X Brand tear off segment. Uh, Paul Lindsay, were you surprised by Ryan Morris? Uh, definitely not surprised by Ryan Morris. You know, I'm one of his biggest fans, and I know he can be up there, and he's solid after last year coming oh so close. Five second places, two third places, and one fifth. Ryan's going to be there every weekend. 
Wow, you even you love them so much you even covered under 15 seconds. <laughs> All right. First question for you. Will Josh Hansen rebound? Will Josh Hansen rebound? Yeah, I think he will. I think he's going to do uh, do a lot better than uh, than what he did at the weekend. I think he's going to be up there every every weekend as uh, into the into the mix. Really, I think that uh, I think he's got Ryan Morris covered as far as uh, as far as speed, but yes. uh, the endurance and all that is uh, is another story yet to be seen. All right. And Paul, uh, another question for you: uh, Which guys from the weekend? And again, not making any rash judgments, but uh, which guys on the weekend do you want to see more from? Guys that I want to see more from are, are pretty obvious. I want to see Chad Reed get back in the thick of things. I think he couldn't control that. I want to see Mill Sapson Hill, as we just talked about. I want to see if they really truly have it, or if they're going to be flashing the pan. And then, of course, I want to see Ryan Villapoto get up to speed. All right, there we go. There's another one uh, uh, for you. All right, next question. Will we see K-Dub, the big 1-4, on the podium again this season, Steve? You know what I think, uh, and I might catch him flack for this, uh, but uh, no, no, that, that will be the last podium that Kevin Windham will get this year. Um, this just field is too deep. There's too many things that happened. Reedy went out, and it could happen again, of course, but uh, I'm going to say no, and that's no disrespect to Kevin Windham. I'm inclined to agree, and definitely no disrespect to K-Dub. Well, yeah. Next. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, one more? Uh, yeah, I got oh, one more. Uh, this, okay. I'm just excited with the sound <laughs> effect and everything. But uh, who exceeded your – watch that mic, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> who exceeded your expectations this weekend? Uh, exceeded my expectations, definitely Wyndham. And, again, that's not a knock. The guy is a stud. Go He's a little deeper in the class. Well, <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah, Hill. Hill, of course, yep. exceeded my expectations. And Justin Keeney, obviously, exceeded my – I think everybody's expectations. And then, of course, uh, Josh Grant, Jason Lawrence, and Chad Reed, they all had excuses. I think we'd like to see more of them next week. That kind of goes back to the last question. Yeah, you're cut off, bud. That was all the time you had. <laughs> I think uh, Hill getting a, uh, a fifth. Yeah, fifth. Yeah. Hill? Yeah, Josh Hill. I think he got a fifth. He did. Yeah. And uh, a six, sorry. Josh Hill getting a sixth from having uh, a, 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 the 19th gate pick yep. is very impressive because that start wasn't the it easiest. Is. I didn't see where he got, and you're right. If you didn't get off the gate, you're no. going to get squeezed so off. So 19th gate yeah. pick to a sixth place in so the main event. So maybe we're not giving Hilly enough credit well, there. Well, huh? that's why I'm kind of shooting you down. But, uh, uh, well, he, I, I know this. He did look thin, trim, and fast in practice. All right, it's only supposed to do 15 seconds, so. Give me the last one. All right, last question. Will Chad rebound? Chad Reed rebound, and how far? Oh, yeah, Chad oh, Chad Reed is going <laughs> to rebound. There's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, and he's going to win some races, I think. I don't know. I mean, the way Stewart rode this weekend, I didn't see the uh, flash that I saw from Stewart. If Stewart's going to ride like he did at A1 and Reed is going to ride like he did last year with a wheel that has spokes in it, there's no reason why Reed can't do as well. All and right, uh, and there, there we go. Have. That is the X-Brand Goggles tear-off segment uh, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Uh, check them out on the web, thexbrand.com. Uh, next up, we have Paul's Podium. And, Paul, you're going you're gonna to change the rules a little bit on the show. I have uh, to. A, a podium generally consists of uh, three spots. Uh, apparently, your podium consists of six spots. Um, well, there's two classes. So I, I figured I, I can justify it because, you know, we've got the lights class, right. the 450 class. Right. And if I had... Uh, it, would be, it would be more easy to justify if I had picked three of each class, but I just have six really great things that impress me. So my podium has six steps on it this week, or two with three steps. All right, Paul. So now it's time for Paul's podium. Let's uh, let's check it out. All right. First up, we have Jason Weimer. <laughs> Jason Weimer. We have, the, we have the crowd going crazy. They love Paul's yeah. podium. 
We have Jason Weimer, not Jason Weimer, Jake Weimer. That would be Jason Weimer's, Jake Weimer's dad, Jason, I'm sure is very excited. Is his dad named Jason? I didn't know that. It is. Okay. That's why I said it. Good dude. Um, I I meant to do that. It was a Freudian slip. No, Jason Weimer, I'm sure, was very excited with his son Jake's win. uh, And Jake, right where he should be, right where I think he expected to be, right where I expected him to be. So congratulations to Jake Weimer. That was awesome. Uh, Next up, I have number two on the list is Grant Langston, the Zulu warrior, as we mentioned earlier, and as one of our very friendly callers mentioned, (laughs) uh, Grant Langston, solid 10th place. What a fantastic ride. Welcome back to the sport, GL. We love you. Glad to have you back. Hope to see more. Uh, Next up, Ivan Tedesco, quietly out there, obviously. Didn't, uh, you know, I don't know if he expected it. Seventh place, right behind Hill. So uh, the Valley team all together, that team looks very sharp. I expect big things out of Kyle Regal on the East Coast. Very, very impressed with the new support team from Yamaha, Valley Motorsports, and Ivan Tedesco. A lot of times, you know, when you lose your factory ride like that, that's a ticket to uh, Nowhereville. Ivan making the best of his ride. I'm sure he wasn't satisfied with the seventh, but it certainly wasn't. uh, It was better than what most people were expecting. Uh, next up, as I mentioned earlier, Justin Keeney sliding in there. Besides the two Frenchies, uh, Izord and Aranda, Justin Keeney, the only non-name in the 450 main event. So congratulations, Justin Keeney. One thing Definitely about Justin Keeney that I always have to feel I have to mention, Justin Keeney is a very good jumper. I've he watched is. this kid for years. That's a fact. He jumps a lot of sections that dudes take a long time to get. And now he's on a 450. It doesn't matter what he's on. Yeah, he's a good jumper. A no, and that's going to I watch him. And I watch him, and he can jump. I don't know that's about right. corners and starts and everything else. Kid can jump. That's right. That's right. Put that kid on a technical track on a 450. I think you'll see him in the main event more often. So uh, rounding out, well, second on this uh, this second podium here is going to be the crowd noise. I was standing in the rider section or the industry section, if you call it, over in the corner, and I've been to a lot of Anaheims and seen a lot of great races. Jeremy McGrath and Ricky Carmichael. Jeremy McGrath, Jeff Emig. Uh, McGrath and, and uh, Carmichael, like I said, and Stewart and Carmichael. But when Ryan Dungey closed up on James Stewart's rear wheel, the noise was deafening, and it gave me goosebumps. As Andrew pointed out, our sport is alive and well. The attendance was there. Uh, couldn't be happier with the crowd at Anaheim. It just uh, it was awesome. And as my wife put it, you could feel the energy at home through the TV. So all of you who are watching at home, you got to feel what we felt, hopefully. But if you if you weren't there, you know, go, go check one out in person sometime. You won't be disappointed. And uh, rounding out the podium in the number one spot, Ryan Dungey. What can you say? I put him uh, on it last week as one of the things I was going to be excited to see, and he did not disappoint on that Suzuki 450. I mean, unbelievable. I still have goosebumps thinking about it. That's going to be an awesome season. Like you said, we don't know if he's going to repeat. We assume he is, but uh, Ryan Dungey rounds out my Paul's podium. You know, I kind of think uh, it's kind of like the uh, Justin Keeney of the lights class. Uh, actually, um, everybody's very happy about Paul's podium. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think the uh, the guy that really kind of typified the uh, Justin Keeney in the lights class was Borkenhagen, winning the LCQ. Um, you know, switched to KTM this year. A great kid. Uh, Good-looking team, too. With Sleater? Him like Sleater like, putting their own little team good together. Good-looking, like, as men or good-looking? Which <laughs> Sharp-looking team. One industry is my, my favorite gear as just far as looking gear out there. One I'll tell you what gear good. I liked. That That's reminds it. me. Searle's No Fear gear. Searle's No Fear gear was good. I actually liked that, too. How, how, remnant of shades of Jamie Dobb on that 19 KTM. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. The, with the 19 and the No Fear gear. I don't know what member Jamie wore. He wore uh, Thor, didn't he? I don't remember what he wore. But I don't know. It but did look anyways. like Jamie Dobb out there. He's got the tall, lanky riding style, so Englishman and uh, number 19. But uh, I think the one industry gear looks sharp, and we'll, we'll, that we'll have to hit Paul's podium next week because i got a couple other teams that looked really sharp 
in my opinion. I, and, you know, not the least of which is uh, JGR, which has always been the sharpest-looking team in the pits since they burst onto the scene two years ago. It's a bold statement right there. That's right. But, uh, all right, uh, next up. Uh, we got, uh, we're, we've got the, stand, the regular segment on the show every week after Paul's podium. What's eating Steve? Yeah. And, uh, Steve's going to get into something that's eating him this week. Steve, what's up? Yeah. Last week, uh, you know, I talked about Josh Hansen and, and the fact he wanted to beat me up this week. Uh, I'm going to go a little more positive on everybody. Uh, lots of doom and gloom in the industry. Lots of talk of, uh, things falling apart, but, uh, you wouldn't have known it by Anaheim one walking around the pits. There were some new teams that mostly looked like all the semis came back. New riders. Wonder Warthog was full of people. Uh, lots of riders riding for them. So to me, uh, you know, basically what I'm what I'm thinking is that uh, that, that yes, we're in a bit of a slump economy wise, but uh, overall, to me. Things look good. I think uh, I think we're on. We're doing fine. There was a Red Seven team there. There was a, the Rock River Semi Yamaha was there. There were so many semis when I was walking yeah. through the pits. Some of these teams, and I pride myself on knowing all the privateer teams since I used to run one of them. But there were so many semis in the pits. Steve's right. The sport is alive and well. Spike whole shot money. Fell Fell Entertainment right. went out and got That's Spike right. TV. They had a massive setup in the pits That's with right. uh, de- with uh, demos there that you could take part of. Um, Jagermeister was back and in full effect. The jump Toyota, team was there. Of course, uh, yep. Toyota's there. Uh, Rockwell Watches had a semi there. Our sponsor on the show. I mean, the Hart and Huntington team was rocking two semis as usual. Yeah, the things yep. things are tough, no doubt about it. But I didn't see so much doom and gloom at A one. Um, I agree. It looked it looked pretty impressive, and and I was happy with that. So I mean, for what's eating me is generally going to be me ranting about something, uh, maybe in a negative manner. But uh, but I think this week uh, I'm definitely going to you know go with uh, the fact that. Uh, it was pretty good. That's right. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. You stay classy, Super and, uh, Yeah, and I think it was good, <laughs> Paul. So that, uh, that, I'm sorry to disappoint anybody who expected me to fly off the handle, but uh, that's what I have. That's, that's what right. That was what's eating me. It's like not it. that bad. I that's, like it. That's that. right. I feel like we can all exhale now that, that Anaheim 1 is over, at least those of us in the industry. And then as far as... Uh, as a fan of the sport, man, I'm still on the edge of my seat. I can't wait for Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, if you guys want to call in and uh, talk to Paul and I, uh, 702-586-7857. We've got some calls now. And, uh, you know, we just we have a little bit of time left. Let's uh, let's not forget, you can get this show on iTunes now. The iTunes count is set up, ready to go. Go to iTunes, search Moto Show, search Lynn, Paul Lindsay, search Steve Mathis, and you can get last week's show with Larry Brooks or this week's show with Dungey and Short. That's right. There's four ways i said three ways last week there's actually four ways you can listen to this show you can listen to us live as you loyal listeners are doing right now thank you very much or uh by uh, midday tomorrow you can go to pulpmx.com and listen to the archive version midday or, huh thanks well thanks yeah. putting pressure <laughs> putting on pressure. me <laughs> well that's glenn boggy that was a glenn boggy special right there um or you can go to itunes as steve said and, and uh get the archive version or there's a re-air of our show wednesday nights at sportstalknetwork.com a huge sports talk show we're honored to be part of it uh, re-air, same time, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, sportstalknetwork.com. Uh, you can go there and listen to the show on Wednesday nights in its entirety. Let's take some calls. All right. Welcome to the uh, MotoWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Uh, you're on the air. What's, uh, what's going on? Hey, any word about Langston's bikes? Uh, good question. I haven't heard. Uh, right. In case anybody doesn't know, Grant Langston's shop, uh, him and his father own a shop in Lake Elsinore, <coughs> and uh, it got broken into and uh, his, some of his championship bikes were stolen. I imagine those things are going to be hard to, uh, hard to sell. Yeah, the one, uh, and, and thank you very much for that caller because I actually, uh, thank you very, very much for that because it was in my notes to mention that for Grant. 
a horrible thing to deal with. Still comes out and gets a 10th place, obviously. Uh, Grant, we're thinking of you. We want to put the word out there. If anybody has heard or seen anything, you can remain anonymous. Contact the authorities. Contact Steve or myself. Uh, contact anybody to do with anything in Supercross, and uh, you'll remain anonymous. We just want to get Grant's bikes back. Uh, it's a very hardworking, great family, the Langston family, and uh, you know his whole family runs the show over there at Langston Racing, and we want to wish them the best and hope that these thieves are brought to justice. All right, another caller. All right, Motor Show, you're on with Stephen Paul. What's happening? Hey, uh, yeah, this is uh, Paul Bell from uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Good. What's your question? Uh, my question is, uh, where's Hamlin? Isn't he supposed to be on uh, uh, the J-Law team? Yeah, actually, uh, good question, and uh, and thank you for that. I, uh, I spoke with Hamlin this week, and... Um, he had a bit of a falling out with Team J Law. Was supposed to be on it. Was uh, was set to go. Uh, you know, Hamlin had a lot of work to do to catch up to the field. He hasn't been racing that much, but uh, something happened. Something bad happened, and uh, he's coming back. He's still planning on getting a bike and and a team together of some sort. He's none too happy with some people over there. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to get some some of his story, but uh, for now, I think Sean just wants to concentrate on racing and uh, coming out strong, and I think he can. He's talented. He's got his work cut out for him, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the story with Hamlin. Sean, one of the nicest guys in the sport. We wish nothing but the best for him. Hate to say I saw that one coming. It uh, can be touchy at best to deal with some of those team scenarios when you're privately funding a team like that uh mm-hmm. things can go sideways as, real as quick. paul no uh owner of motorworldracing.com yeah. team for how many years uh eight years and uh probably still trying to get some money from some sponsors uh yes we are indeed. okay so there welcome, we go welcome to my nightmare exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly these these things to help uh these things come uh happen full circle with funding and things like that but That's uh, right. let's take another call motorworld racing moto show you're on the air what's happening Hey, this is Brian from MotorolRacing.com. Oh, is this the Lindsay? Manitoba monster wow. himself. Wow. We're, we're honored with his presence. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is uh, one of the owners, the main owner, I guess you would say, the big dog himself, Uncle Brian, as we like to refer to him, Brian Junkie from MotorolRacing.com. Brian, what's happening? Not too much, guys. You're doing a hell of a job in there. Well, oh, thank you. Thanks, buddy, especially coming from you, like a demanding professional such as yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boggy's not quite as impressed, though. Come on, guys. No, really, the show's going good. I'm impressed with the the guests you guys have and the, and the whole format. You know, if thank you keep you, uh, thank you. if you keep Lindsay off the microphone and let Mathis have a little more time, it'd be even better. We're, we're trying to do that. That's right. Uh, I hope he's not. Paul's not listening right now. But yeah, uh, Brian, we're trying to do that. Hey, uh, uh, Brian, uh, do you want to maybe tell everybody about all the championships you used to win uh, at Manitoba? Uh, nobody cares, Steve. You know okay. that. All you right. were there. I care, but I get, I'm probably the only one. But seriously, uh, Brian, thank you for the support of this show. And uh, everybody, this wouldn't have happened without MotorWorldRacing.com. I can fact. confidently say that. That's so right. uh, go visit them and uh, buy some stuff, uh, you know, whatever you want. Enter to, enter to win a, uh, a jersey. Travis Pastrana jersey. jersey at the site. That's right. And they're giving a special discount. Enter the promo code MOTOSHOW. And uh, for those of you who know, this isn't some corny uh, plug. Brian is as big a fan as anybody out there. And that's why he's supporting this sport and supporting this show. And, Brian, again, we love you for it, buddy. Thanks. Hey, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks, Brian. Take care. All right. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. Awesome. Yay. We love Brian. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I can, I, I, like I said, I, that show wouldn't have happened without him. So uh, thanks to those guys. 
Well, Paul, we uh, we tried to keep it under two hours uh, this week, and I think we're going to yeah, be able a to bit do that. Closer. We're we're working in stages here. We're down an hour and a half. Next, we could get it down an hour fifteen, and then eventually. Wow, I don't like, know about that. We yeah. can keep on going if the show's good. You know, I, think I mean, people are over us. I don't know already. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you. So you've been listening to the MotorWorldRacing.com Moto Show. Don't forget to uh, look at pick up the archives tomorrow. Don't forget to go to iTunes and get the re-air. And uh, and thanks for everybody for listening, Paul. What uh, what do you got to say? Yeah, I just want to thank our sponsors one more time. Obviously, MotorWorldRacing.com. You get sick of hearing it, but we love those guys. Go check it out. Go enter. You know, get a chance to win that Pastrana jersey. This is the last week for that. X brand goggles. Rich Taylor. Thanks, buddy love the goggles got a box of them sitting right here behind me just try to pair on for the first time and for those of you who didn't listen to steve's podcast with rich very very insightful about how goggles are made and what riders think and uh, a lot of the testing stuff that goes into that so thanks to x brand goggles rockwell time go to rockwelltime.com thanks rich for all the support and for all the giveaways trust me when i tell you you want to be rocking a rockwell i know that much uh mantis eyewear Thanks for the boys from back home in Colorado supporting the show. Go to mantisunited.com. And then, as I mentioned, uh, Motocross Nation, September 26th. We're going to be doing some exciting stuff with them. Yet to are be we? Determined. Yeah, we are? we're, we're going to oh, do okay. some stuff. We're going to have some kind of like official countdown clock till the world is coming to Lakewood, Colorado, wow. specifically, where I raced my first national back in 1986. Oh, here I mean, we go. You just, just can't even imagine. If, if Shorty gets picked for the team, I might just go on overload mode, kind of like you yeah. watching Timmy rail a perfect berm or something. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I can but, relate to that feeling. But, uh, and then, JR Publications, thanks for the support this week. And of course, once again, thanks to you, all of our loyal listeners, and Moto Talk Message Board, Hammerers, and uh, Vital MX as well, our two most sort of you know preferred sites, I guess you'd say, Moto News and uh, Moto Talk, of course, and then Vital MX. So thanks for everybody listening. We've got a couple more callers calling in, but we're going to wrap it up, guys. And uh, thanks again for listening this week. Next week, Phoenix, we're looking for great things out of Reed. We heard uh, late breaking news here. Heard J-Law might be taking a few weeks off. Yeah, I think J-Law's out for a couple weeks, yeah. and, and and that's fine. He needs to regroup. He needs to work on things and come out swinging, uh, and he will, I might think. Might be so. a smart move, yeah. yeah. So we're looking forward to Phoenix. We'll hopefully see if Grant can also get back on uh, up where he's supposed to be after his midweek mishap leading into Anaheim. So looking for some things that uh, Anna, uh, for Phoenix to be differently. Hopefully, like I said, Hanson can get back up there, Josh Grant and uh, Chad Reed specifically. Uh, those three will be interesting to see how it goes in Phoenix. So once again, thanks for everybody tuning yeah. in. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for uh, for making you stay this a classy, great show. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I will. Uh, <laughs> I will try to stay classy. There's no doubt about that. And uh, thanks again for everybody for listening. And uh, we will see you next week. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. But like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.